0: That was the meal of the trip for me, because 20 dollars.: Oh my gosh, got us, Two pounds of crawfish, which took us about an hour to get through the whole plate. Uh, and it was 20 bucks. I can't get this was 10 dollars a person.:
1: This could very well be a meal for four.
0: $10,000 can buy you some great trips.
1: 15 days on the slopes in Colorado, 10 days with the family at Disney, one week snorkeling in the Bahamas.
0: But what if you want to go around the world on 10K for six months?
1: I'm Kirsten.
0: And I'm Cameron Coates.
1: And together we're on the ultimate long-term budget trip.
0: This is Coats to Coast.
1: Well, welcome to episode two of Coats to Coast. We made it a whole week. We made it a whole week, and we're still trucking along. Our current location: we are in the Lone Star State of Texas. We
0: saw the star because it was by the side of the road when we drove in.
1: It was a wee little baby star. Actually, no, that it was, that was quite a big old large.
0: star. That was like a twelve-foot star.
1: But it was it was lonely. It was all on its own.
0: We're here to be its friend.
1: Yeah, um, but we are in Alvin, Texas, and we are here to visit family of mine. I have an uncle and cousins and all kinds of family down here, so we're going to stay with them.
0: And it's very nice of them because we just came off a very expensive trip to New Orleans.
1: We had quite the food bender in New Orleans. I mean, yeah,
0: we knew this was going to be really one of the most expensive stops on the trip. And (laughs) it really lived up to expectations. We'll, of course, give you the grand total Let's At just say, end.
1: yeah, let's just say we didn't hold ourselves back from much, um, but now we are currently staying in a very chic camper. Thank you, Cousin Kim and, and Travis. Uh, so should be a little safer on the wallet this week as far as lodging.
0: Yeah. And uh, well, you know what? I mean, honestly, still for New Orleans was not bad.
1: I'm pretty impressed with how we did, honestly. Yeah,
0: We'll, of course, break that down throughout the episode. But that brings us to stop number one. In the fall of 1931, F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald were fed up with the Riviera, the northern U.S., the Great Depression, and they decided to return to Zelda's childhood town, the town where they met, Montgomery, Alabama, rented a home at 919 Felder Avenue. It was there that Zelda wrote Save Me the Waltz, F. Scott wrote Tinder is the Night, which he considered his greatest work. I think it's his most depressing, but the house at 919 Felder now houses the F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald Museum, the only museum in the world dedicated to the Fitzgerald family. And it's also an Airbnb. And I know that was that was a lot of there's a lot of hosts from Montgomery. If you're following Coats to Coast pod on Insta and on Twitter, uh, we got some posts there. The Fitzgerald Museum uh, was an excellent first stop because I finally got some writing time in.
1: Yes, and the Fitzgerald. So we stayed in their like F Scott Suite, um, and they did a wonderful theme. It was like all very like green, um, and very like. True to the historic integrity, but also very chic.
0: They have the OG wallpaper in there. Yeah. No, in fact, that we, was F. Scott's wallpaper.
1: Yeah. In fact, we got uh, a bit of the wallpaper that was peeling down um, as a souvenir from our host, Elena. So thank you so much for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for also giving us the wallpaper because otherwise, Kirsten would have just peeled it off.
1: I would never have. <laughs>
0: That. no no we did not peel off any of the wallpaper all the wallpaper totally intact it was i don't know we had a great time there and it's just really cool i mean i just sat down and wrote I'm like oh, scott wrote here even though <laughs> yeah. it was a depressing book uh
1: i let him have his little moments and i appreciated the architecture <laughs> um but yeah it was it was absolutely gorgeous uh the bed was super super comfy so it was nice to have modern amenities in a historic airbnb um so, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, it
0: was nice. Uh, and, of course, uh, Elena there, the executive director at the museum, gave us a little tour of the museum the next morning.
1: Yes, I did not realize that museum was so large. The first time, so this was our second time visiting, the first time we were here, we were there for a um, the 20s New Year's party that we had mentioned, um, and part of the museum is closed off, so we got to see a lot more information. We got to see some of Zelda's paintings. I thought that was super yeah. cool. She has a style all to her own. Um, or, I mean, I'm not an art critic, so so I don't know. But I just found them fascinating. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out some of her work if you can. And just check out the whole museum. It was just really cool. They did a really great job curating that.
0: Yeah, and we got to catch some uh, food that they would have eaten as well because they left it in the fridge. No, um, <laughs> we went to Chris's Hot Dogs, which is a hot dog joint that has been around since 1917. And I don't know why that strikes me as odd. Cause it's like I don't know if for me. I yeah. It's like when did hot dogs become a thing?
1: I don't think if people in 1917 like getting their Searsucker suits like go and eat hot dogs, or, you know?
0: Or I at least worry about them because when did Upton Sinclair's The Jungle come out? Because I feel like that's when we really had to crack down on the hot dog industry. <laughs> uh, but this is
1: this is an establishment that was around, and we know that they frequented. Yeah. Uh, so I just think that that was really neat to get a chance to eat there.
0: Which brings up the great chili debate because these are by name chili dogs. I do not think that that was a chili dog. That was barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was good. Like, don't get me wrong, good food, but it was not like a chili dog. It was, it
1: was not your traditional chili dog. Like, I feel like people think they're a lot more like chunky usually. That's what they think of. Um, I know a lot of people have strong opinions on chili. And my opinion is uh, with beans, without beans, what you put in it, if you have veggies, if you just have meat. As long as you do it. I just think that chili is wonderful in whatever form it's in. (laughs) I have never had chili like this before. Um, So that was interesting. It definitely is like thinner. like
0: Yeah, I'm not anti-chili. This is not me being like, no chili. Because I love chili. I love like Cincinnati chili. I love the uniqueness of chili. I'm cool with onions in it or whatever. This was just really like thin, and it was good. Like I said, this yeah. is not a, a comment on whether the food was good or not. It was, it good, was yeah. great, and the buns on the hot dogs were perfect. They were almost Texas toast-ish. They were very fluffy it, and yeah. and large, and mm-hmm. I hadn't seen hot dog buns cut that way. But. I don't know Chili dog I don't know It you was know. pretty
1: saucy For chili yeah. Pretty saucy chili Over there
0: You can also get it On burgers too the, the chili
1: So In fact you can get A combo that has A burger and a hot dog At the best of both worlds
0: So that was Stop number one Montgomery yeah, and then we were just back on the road, and the traveling was really good, I thought. And that was one of the things, I guess, you know, with the two-seater car, everyone was like, is this going to be super uncomfortable? It was,
1: yeah, it was super comfy. The thing with this two-seater is that I am much shorter than Cameron, <laughs> so whatever seat I am in gets to be, like, pushed up, like, way pushed up, and then you have storage in the back. So we just kind of kind of shuffled things behind right, each seat. Between
0: the drivers and the passengers. Yeah, seat, and it yeah. was
1: actually really comfortable, and- it was a good way to travel, I think, it flew by.
0: Yeah, that first day went super quickly, because that was honestly, I think maybe time-wise, the longest leg Yeah, was the first day, which is, Probably I guess, the day be. to do it, because then you're not so road-weary. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it went well, and I know you took a chance to do some stuff that we forgot. <laughs>
1: I don't know if forgot is the right word so much as we didn't intend to be so busy in the days leading up to the trip with other things. Um, For instance, like our travel insurance, which I had bookmarked on my calendar Uh to order like a couple weeks before and totally just never got around to it. Um, But I did end up getting that taken care of as we were leaving. Um, I went with Total, nobody's sponsoring us here, but please do if you want yeah, to. Yeah, if you want to give us some um, money,
0: we'll take it.
1: Yeah, I had just done some research, some casual research on different travel blogs, and it seemed to be like World Nomad um, was the go-to travel insurance. They're pretty flexible. Um, you could travel a lot of different places. Um, very easy. They seem to cover all the basics. They also have like an upgraded package if you're going to do more extreme things. But we were able to get our travel insurance. And it was a good chunk of change. So our total has gone up significantly. Yeah.
0: And that's, I mean, we knew there'd be some startup costs. Mm-hmm. That's how business works. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, the number at the end may seem alarming just off the cuff i guess
1: and should we go ahead and give them a number for that no
0: we'll we'll make them wait to the end we'll break it down or at least they'll skip to the end and then come back to here that's cheating though don't cheat it's not nice (laughs) we've also
1: had our gas costs um as we've gone trying to get like cheaper gas i think we've done done a fairly good job we
0: haven't paid over like 279 Or well, that's the
1: I don't even yeah, I think that was the most expensive that we got. Well, that's
0: going off of the like standard price. Like I said, it is a it's a Mercedes two seater, so yes, we're sucking down the premium gas, but we're not actually like sucking it down. I gotta say I'm very proud of my car pulling thirty five miles per gallon.
1: And I'm very relieved that it pulls that well since we have (laughs) to do premium gas.
0: Now in Texas where gas is literally just shooting out of the ground (laughs) shot into my eye when we were walking to the campers. (laughs) So I think we'll be fine.
1: We've done really well on, like, food on the road. Yeah. Um, we were going to pack sandwiches, and we'll probably do that more so on. But the trip has been, like, we've spent so little time on the road that we haven't really utilized that yet. We've just been getting, like, cheapy meals off the dollar menu. Yeah. Um, and then when we get into town, we'll get a dinner at, like, a nice restaurant or, yeah. you know. And like that's the, the hot way dogs. it should work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's that,
0: you know, we, we take those those cheaper meals on the road so that we can eat at the cooler, nicer places, I suppose, mm-hmm. at our destinations.
1: Here's a hot tip for you. A lot of fast food joints on your receipt will have a like, hey, do the survey and we'll give you you know, a meal for free or we'll do a buy one, get one for free. Um, so we're definitely gonna be utilizing that going forward yeah. um, to kind of help with the cost as well.
0: So that brought us to big stop two: the Big Easy. New Orleans, Louisiana, home of crawfish Harry Connick Jr., and vampires.
1: Those are the only three important things that come out of New Orleans. Uh, Don't say that. We'll get
0: a (laughs) bunch of angry New Orleansers. I never figured out what we call them. New New Orliners.
1: New Orleanians. We'll find out on our return journey. We'll be going back because food.
0: Your big takeaway, last episode, you were looking forward to the food in New Orleans. yes. I have never seen a look on your face like <laughs> I did when we first got there. We got we unloaded our crap, and then Kirsten was like, it's food time. And so we went out to the touristy yeah. triangle of oysters. It's, yeah. it's Acme, and then Felix's, and then Bourbon House. Yeah. Which are, I don't know, like, Acme is the big touristy joint. Felix's, I don't know, authentic feeling, I guess, if you want kind of that sort of thing. And Bourbon House is just kind of swanky looking with their glass floor to ceiling windows. I was just going to say floor to lease windows, which still works for (laughs) New Orleans.
1: It's got the aesthetic going. Last time I was in New Orleans, I went to Acme Oysters and um, I I really liked it. I had a good time, but I had read online that Felix's is even better and less expensive. So we went there. Um, and it was less expensive, and I think just as good as Acme Oysters. So I know it's a more touristy joint. Some of the locals might not recommend it as much, but I liked it.
0: You can check it out on the Insta feed, Coast to Coast Pod. It's just the look that she had on her face when they just put down the char-grilled oysters.
1: Guys, I've lived in Kentucky so long, and I haven't been to New Orleans in five years. It was overdue. I just—I had been dreaming of these oysters and crawfish. I just needed that golden moment when they set the platter down in front of you and you just want to cry because it looks so gosh darn beautiful. And it was every bit as good as I had imagined. She's
0: crying. I'm not. No, I'm not. She's crying right here in the studio trailer. She's tearing (laughs) up at the very least. Uh, It
1: was so good, you guys. Why are they that good? It
0: was very good. And that inspired our trip. To MRB. We went to MRB, which I figured out stands for Man Rides Bird, because their logo is Some Gentleman on an Ostrich.
1: And this is the place to go, guys. It's super low key and best prices we found for oysters and crawfish.
0: Yeah, I mean it's an awesome hangout place because the staff, like there were just people just sitting out there in the courtyard and then when we went up to order the window, they're like, Hey, we've got customers. And it was just the chefs yeah, just <laughs> chilling out there drinking. We got the char-grilled oysters. They shucked them right there live, and that does make a huge difference. We asked if they had crawfish that day. They did not. Uh, They said that's a Saturday-Sunday thing, so we had to go back. That was the meal of the trip for me because $20 got us a massive It was like two pounds of crawfish, which is A ludicrous amount of crawfish, got the little corn on the cob, you get the the Brussels sprouts there and it's cooked in the good, spicy New Orleans broth, you know, the boiled.
1: Perfect amount of spice, perfect.
0: Took us about an hour to get through the whole plate Uh, and it was 20 bucks, I can't get, this was $10 a person.
1: Because you're
0: not going to, no one person, I mean, one person probably could sit down and eat that, but. I don't see how. I think you would pass out. This
1: could very well be a meal for four. In my mind, yeah. very well.
0: Yeah. And uh, for 20 bucks, that's a steal. So, MRB, definitely a place to check out when you're in the French Quarter. I mean, the, most of this was the French Quarter because that's where our Airbnb was adjacent to that. There's no Airbnbs in the French Quarter. They're illegal. The French said no.
1: The French said no. Yeah. I just, I, that, I, I had to put
0: an accent on that <laughs> because the French say no the same that we do, I guess. But
1: it was the perfect location. Super nice Airbnb. It was. It's probably, I think, our priciest Airbnb, honestly, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Definitely worth it because we walked all over the place. My feet hurt so bad, <laughs> um, but it was it saved us a ton of walking and also having to pay for an Uber or something like that because it was just so close. One thing that I will mention that I went specifically to New Orleans for and was a little disappointed on was the beignet.
0: I mean, yeah, and that was... Well, we both had good experiences previously with Amazing
1: experiences. When
0: I went there for Voodoo Fest in 2017, uh, we went there for breakfast. It was great. I had a wonderful time. There wasn't really much of a line. Granted, it was also like October.
1: I went in March in 2016, and we definitely waited a line for a little bit, um, but they were amazing. When we went this time, we kind of had waited a little bit because we didn't want to wait in a big, long line. So when we went, we didn't really wait that long, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And this might have been due to COVID. This might have been they're, you know, opening back up again and they're just a little overwhelmed. There's a shortage, obviously, in the food industry. So maybe they just don't have the people to support this. But the beignets were not fresh. They were not even remotely fresh. Yeah, That makes a huge (laughs) difference when you're talking about soft pillowy dough that has set around it was totally it's not so pillowy. It wasn't. It wasn't pillowy. It wasn't soft. It was just meh. Beignets. But I
0: think that shows an interesting thing, though. So we both went and had great experiences once, and then we went and had a not so great experience. Yeah, And absolutely. I think that's just kind of how it works sometimes. So don't get super discouraged yeah. by, mm-hmm. by a bad experience, and- especially something like that. On the other side, on the flip side of like something that we were not expecting to be great and then totally overperformed, and I kind of want to make this the top tip of the episode, it was free. And it was amazing.
1: Oh, shoot. Yeah. It was the
0: Sazerac house.
1: This was amazing. I'm like a big museum buff. Seven plus years of working in museums. This was well done.
0: And it's a great document of something that's very New Orleans. And that is the Sazerac drink. It's run by the people that they now own Sazerac rye whiskey. It's the same people that own Buffalo Trace bourbon. But they make the Sazerac rye
1: It's not just about this drink. It's not just about alcohol. I'm not a big alcohol person, but I really enjoyed learning about the history surrounding this. Kind of the history of New Orleans. It talks about prohibition. It was well done, especially for like COVID times. So if you're wanting stuff more low key and you're not super comfortable being out, they took this very seriously. Everybody wore masks the entire time it was enforced. We also wore gloves. There was distancing. I was very, very, very impressed with the time that they have taken into making that a safe, enjoyable um, journey for everybody. Like we said, totally free. You make reservations beforehand.
0: And you get free drinks with yeah. it. I mean, they're a little like samplers, but yeah. I mean, they had mm-hmm. stations set up. They had a tasting of bitters. They talked about kind of the history of aromatic bitters, which is really cool. Uh, and they had people set up the a Sazerac station where you could try one. They had... A rum section, or you could just try the rye whiskey by itself. I'm going to go ahead and say that my top tip of the episode is going to be visit Sazerac House. But also story time for this episode, because I mentioned in 2017 I went to Voodoo Fest, and one night we decided to go out. We were just hanging out. It was a very long night. I think it was after the festival had kind of wrapped up for the night. And we ended up in this little dive bar, that i took a picture in that just had this cool neon sign in the background and i was just burned out at that point i was just half asleep i mean we had gone from the music festival out and i it was just i remember the vibes in this place were great which was good because i think two of my group were fighting at the time and then the other two i don't know where they were at the time but it was one of those things where it's like is this like I don't know, I, I, I go scroll through my phone, I was like, "Was this place real? Like, was I just having a really great fever dream?
1: Uh yes. one random person, he showed him this picture that just looks like him with a blur of neon. He's like, do you know where this place is? And they're like, no. Well, it was like a local, it was like an
0: industry. Like, well, it was like a... Was like, and
1: They had no idea what he yeah. was talking about.
0: So they thought I was a raving lunatic, <laughs> which is not wrong, because I just kind of get this shine in my eyes when I talked he about is, this place. He's...
1: Talked about this place a lot to me, and is obviously really excited for it. I was like, "Man, we got to find this place. I don't know how we're going to, but we got to find it."
0: And then Kirsten did find it via a of- picture. Well, <laughs> you searched a picture, and then in like the tagged pictures underneath that, that Google like recommends. I was like, "Wait, no, that's the sign, and it is Aunt Tiki's, one of the top three dive bars so I've ever a lot been of fun.
1: to." If you're thinking like, "Oh, a tiki bar, that's cool,"
0: it's not a tiki bar. It's there's not- no tiki drinks. It's just cheap beers and well liquors. It's not a place you go to get the perfect dry martini, but it is a place you go to to just chill and meet some awesome people.
1: It looks like they bought a tiki bar and then just never took the decorations down, but added their own. And it is very eclectic and wonderful, and it's 24 7. Um, The bartender was telling us that they didn't even have doors on the joint. In fact, (laughs) they had
0: to install doors for COVID. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the the bartender, though, Gus. And this is why this is like the big story of the trip. It's because Gus knew like everything. And he had also done extended travel. Mm -hmm. Super cool.
1: Super helpful.
0: And so we have some recommendations from San Francisco because Gus lived in San Francisco. We got, we got them on a napkin. You know it's a good <laughs> tip if it's been written on a napkin. History has proven that time and time again. And then great food recommendations, stuff to see. And that's just the magic of New Orleans. And this is something that you noticed. And it's kind of how, like, people on the street don't really, like, talk to each other. Yeah. And it's, like, something you expect in, like, New York, but maybe not New Orleans. But I think people are super friendly. It's, like, it's not a small talk city, though.
1: Yeah, I think that when you're passing people on the street, you know, no one is going to try to make eye contact. But, like, when you're talking to people, if you're just, like, in a restaurant and you're, sharing a table with someone or something like that like you're going to get to talking and you're going to talk about important things and you're going to talk about fun things such a genuine comfort to know that you can make connections like that on a quick trip
0: Antique's my favorite bar in new orleans and just one of all time but when you go out getting drinks at the bars you're going to need some food and that brought us to your mama's
1: I just needed a snack. It yeah. was late, and I need a snack, and they served food. I met some really cool people there, so shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for welcoming us.
0: Yeah, the staff there was awesome. Yeah, we're uh, going to send
1: them a postcard.
0: Yeah, they want one for the wall. So yeah. we were talking about the podcast, so if you and are listening, thank you so much. And expect one in the very near future. So I don't know what it costs to mail a postcard from Thailand, because they seem super excited about the Thailand yeah, part. Yeah. So
1: I guess this is a good time. Just go ahead and ask Cameron, what was your favorite? Restaurant of F- the trip,
0: favorite restaurant of the trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one we haven't talked about. Yeah, Domelisi's.
1: Domelisi's. I think that's how you pronounce
0: it. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Domelisi's was amazing. It is like the po boy joint. Okay, you can't say there's like the po boy joint. I'm this not is... going to get into the argument <laughs> over which po boy is New Orleans best, but this is a dang good sandwich.
1: This is, and the, I'm all about that. The Anthony Bourdain. Cowboy oh joint
0: Bourdain did go there he went to a few I mean he went there you can't go to New Orleans and not go to a few um but he he checked out a few and I know this made the list for him and you got the shrimp I got the roast beef and maybe you would think in New Orleans you're like I gotta get seafood everything
1: that's what I thought
0: no you gotta get the roast beef that's one of the traditional hoboys. Oh boys uh it, it's just I don't know I didn't make it up it's tradition
1: he, okay, the roast beef I tried a little bit. was amazing, but also the shrimp was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Not I to downplay the, the
0: seafood, shrimp. of course, but yeah, that gravy that was on there and they got the Cajun mustard. It was delicious. And on this white fluffy bread they've been getting it from for years, uh, from one bakery, it was spectacular. I had to wait a little bit, and I'd say get there, not exactly at lunch. We got there a little early and it paid off for us.
1: This place was hopping. This place was crazy busy. And it is like 20 minutes outside of the French Quarter. And it it's just like these four women cranking out these sandwiches. It yeah. was incredible to watch them work. They'd obviously been doing this a long time and they knew what they were doing. And it was amazing to watch.
0: And it was worth the wait because I thought I was going to pass out because I hadn't eaten in a while. Just mm-hmm there against the bar which was difficult because the stools don't immediately fit under the bar because the bar was built before bars had stools so people just had to stand there and I guess they would just pass out maybe that's why they put stools there (laughs) but when they brought the food instantly back to life the regular will get you two portions of sandwich the full will get you three I got the three you know it really wasn't that much either
1: it wasn't it was 35 for the two of ours? Yeah,
0: that's a a big shout-out to Dommelisi's. That's going to be my favorite meal of the trip. Though I also, like, on the way out of town today, we grabbed Uh, muffaletta's from
1: Central Central Grocery,
0: which is an old Sicilian joint that's been there forever uh, since, like, the early 1900s. They say they're the original, and I don't know. It's so good I'm apt to believe them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If If they
0: didn't invent it, they kind of perfected it, it feels like.
1: If you need a meal that travels, get these sandwiches. Yeah,
0: we took those on the road and ate them in the car, and they
1: like were hours perfect. later, and it was amazing. Yeah,
0: gave time for the olive salad to really soak in there with the the good olive oil, uh, and on the traditional of bread. So yeah, big fan of that. Yeah, that's that's my food. What was your favorite meal?
1: Uh, you know what? It's the same. Okay, those po'boys were so good, and I'm not I'm not even a big sandwich person. But these were next level, and everything was so good, but but these honestly were just the best. They were the best. I, I have to go back there. That's a must.
0: All right. I'm surprised at that. <laughs> Converting you over to Sandwich Gang. So good. It was uh. so
1: good. Oh, shoot. We didn't even mention the tours.
0: Yeah, we did take two tours.
1: Yeah, we did do a couple of walking tours. Um, Be careful with your tours, guys, because the first one we went on was underwhelming. But the second one we went on, we actually found via Airbnb, um, and it's just a small group um, that do these tours. They're very based in history, um, but definitely still like fun and like, um, like I don't know, like larger than life, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's all based in fact.
0: Yes, and the the guy done his research, Doug.
1: Yeah, Doug, kilted, that guy in Doug. the kilt, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and it was hottest of hell tours is what we took, and that's just a good way to kind of see the city, especially if you don't really know where to start. Give them for about twenty to thirty bucks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that'll give you a great starting point.
1: For sure, yeah. Uh
0: to, to do. So that's that's a good tip. And then also we had our first incidentals. You know, I, I call it stupid mistakes. They're just normal everyday life things because like yeah. it was raining and We were getting ready to go on the first tour. We hadn't had an umbrella or didn't pack like our raincoats or something like that. And so it was, you know, we had our
1: raincoats just at the Airbnb. Yeah.
0: So it was like, be miserable for the tour or shell out like 14 bucks for an umbrella for two people. So we sucked it up and we did it. I didn't like it. Kirsten was much (laughs) more. I'm glad she was there to prod me to do it because I would have been sopping and miserable through the Fringe (laughs) Quarter. We
1: went to Walgreens, so at least we knew like they weren't going to bump up the price. You know, the price was the price it would have gotten if we would have gotten any other day. Um, and I think it was definitely worth it. And it ended up being rainy off and on the rest of the t- trip, so it was a good purchase. Um, but definitely build in some room for those incidentals, because they will happen.
0: Yeah, and just like stuff like we got conned by a Meals on Wheels guy. I mean, kind of semi-conned. He tried to con us more. It's just one of those guys on Bourbon Street that, like, we stopped to like get our bearings. Never take stop directions. on Bourbon Street. Yeah, if you're gonna stop, stop like a block off. <laughs> for real though, because people will come up to you, God, oh, you know, here's a ticket because you're not partying hard enough or whatever, you know, and yeah. you know, here's a hat and you know, here's your fine and it's gonna go to Meals on Wheels or whatever. And I think Meals on Wheels is fine. I I'm down for the good mission, but I don't like people to like force me into paying them twenty dollars. Yeah. So I just threw them we- three yeah. bucks because that was just what I had in my pocket, and that gets them off your back. This uh, that is, sort of stuff annoys me, and that's why I don't like Bourbon Street.
1: This is why people don't make eye contact in big cities.
0: Well, We didn't even make eye contact. Dude yeah. just walks up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're going to find your bearings, just go a block off Bourbon and then recalculate from there. Yeah, Yeah, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's New Orleans. Then we hit the road, and we're here in Texas. We've got a big week ahead of us here with yeah. Horse Camp. Camp yes. for horses. <laughs> the horse's parents send them here, and then they write letters back. They're like, we've been having horse s'mores. we were going to the lake tomorrow. <laughs> I learned how to make friendship bracelets. It's great. Horse camp. The
1: first horse's sleepway camp.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, 100% know what that is. I will find out, I guess. But also at the same time, that means I get to live my cowboy fantasies. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about what we're looking forward to most this week, what would that be? Oh, I'm just going to get on a horse and put on a big old cowboy hat. And I'm going to play Toby Keith. Should Have Been a Cowboy.
1: Should Have Been a Cowboy. And Toby
0: Keith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right here in the camper. Get out of here, Toby. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I'm excited about this week. And, of course, that good Texas barbecue. Oh, all yeah. beef. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> all delicious.
1: Well, I got to say... See- for me, and this is gonna sound a little cheesy, but honestly, I'm just really looking forward to spending some time with my family. Um, it's not cheesy, that's good. Yeah, I don't I don't. Uh, know. I haven't really spent time with these cousins growing up. I know my uncle pretty well. We've like video chat back and forth, um, but I'm just excited to like get to know them more and um, be around the family. It's my mom's side, so I don't know my mom's side as well. Spend some like downtime um, with good people. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, they all seem very nice, so I'm excited about that. But at the same time, I want a large belt buckle, (laughs) and I want to ride off into the sunset.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great, yeah.
0: So that's what we're about to do here, because it is time.
1: It is time. You may have been trying to figure out what our bar tab
0: would have been, listening to us talk. And, of course, the insurance, that's an expensive part. But I think that's a good part, because uh, especially with COVID, a lot of places right now, require you to have a certain amount of insurance Mm -hmm. to cover COVID expenses if they have to send you to the hospital Mm -hmm. there. So that's not on their government right now. That might just be a necessity.
1: Uh, Montgomery wasn't too bad at all, but New Orleans definitely pricier, most expensive Airbnb, I think. The total for this week for each of us came out to be just under $1,100.
0: That number hurts a little bit. It does. Because it's $10,000. It's
1: tenths of uh, our budget there.
0: But weeks ahead of us, you know, we're with family. We're making the most of our connections. So there yeah. you go. That'll add a little suspense, because now people are like, oh, there's no way.
1: There's no way. There's oh, no way. There's a way. Oh, oh, you'll see. So $1,100 out. Of, we have 900, math is hard, 809, Eight 8,000. 8,
0: it's been a long, long few it's days. It's been a long day. And it's getting slowly hotter in this trailer, in the Texas heat.
1: We had to turn the AC off, because it was too loud Very to loud. record. But it's really hot. So, yeah. So We've got $8,900-ish, some chunk change left to spend. And we've got A whole bunch of time to, and, to get there. So, and more. So, yeah, we got this.
0: Hold on to your butts. This is going to be <laughs> a lot of fun. Make sure you're following Coats to Coast on Instagram and Twitter, Coats to Coast Pod. Check us out, com.
1: And, yeah, hey, guys, wherever you travel, take coats.